Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Sound of the closing bell of the New York Stock Exchange as we wrap up trading on this Thursday, September 8th. Folks from CBS Corporation ringing that closing bell. We are brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit Sector SPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. A losing Thursday, stock slipping from near record levels after European Central Bank President Mario Draghi downplayed the need for more stimulus measures to bolster growth. Danny Blanchflower is an economics professor at Dartmouth and a former Bank of England policymaker. He was our guest today right here on Taking Stock. So I think in a way the ECB is looking at what additional things can it do, particularly with the Brexit shock. Clearly, we don't know how big a shock it is, but it clearly represents a negative shock to the euro area and to the UK. So, so essentially, Draghi's made it clear, shocks are to the downside. There's limited things that they can do. The S&P 500 index down 4 to 2181, a drop there of two-tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials down 47, a decline of three-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ down 24, a drop of five-tenths of 1%. The tenure down 19, 30 seconds at yield 1.61%. Gold down 780, the ounce to 1337, a drop of six-tenths of 1%. And crude oil surging 4.2%. West Texas Intermediate up $1.90 a barrel to 47 dollars and 40 cents. Apple was the biggest drag falling the most in two months. A day after the introduction of the latest iPhone, Apple down 2.6 percent. Apple is also breaking with tradition, says it will not provide opening weekend sales numbers for the new iPhone. Tractor supply tumbling today by 16.9 percent, biggest drop in five years after cutting its profit outlook. And at 402 on Wall Street, now let's look at other news from around the world. Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. As he left Laos early today, President Obama was asked for his views on Donald Trump. The president said elections can bring out political behavior that's not normally tolerated. There is this process that seems to take place over the course of the election season where somehow behavior that in normal times we would consider completely unacceptable and outrageous becomes normalized. And people start thinking that uh, we should be grading on a curve. Appearing on ABC's The View, Libertarian presidential candidate Gary Johnson spoke about his big gaffe this morning on MSNBC when he seemed unable to recall what Aleppo was. Johnson said he was thinking in terms of acronyms at the time and is very aware of the Syrian city. To get out of Syria, that has to be joining hands with Russia diplomatically to make this happen. And that isn't to say that Obama isn't pursuing that currently, but that is the key, in my opinion, to resolving Syria. And after his MSNBC appearance, Johnson told Mark Halpern of Bloomberg Politics that he needs to learn more. Ryan Lochte is barred from swimming through next June and will forfeit $100,000 in bonus money that went with his gold medal at the Summer Olympics as part of the penalty for his drunken encounter at a gas station in Brazil during last month's games. Global News, 24 hours a day. 
powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries. I'm Mark Crumpton. This is Bloomberg. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping, stocks lower S&P 500 index dropping four points to 2181, a decline today of two-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pelleton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Move around. Motion creates the motion. I feel the earth move under my feet. You move like they do. I've never seen anyone move that fast. All right, people, let's move like we've got a purpose. called Movers and Shakers. They cost a little more, but that name cracked me up. Bloomberg Taking Stock, Movers and Shakers, with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Let's look inside the S&P 500. Looks like it a definitive thumbs down on stocks today, even though there were 194 gainers. That's no insignificant amount. There were 310 losers today. One company's share price closing unchanged. Dave Wilson, our stock setter, is back to kick off movers and shakers. Well, let's talk about what Gilead Sciences is up to, and it's more about what it may mean for other companies their, their top research executive went to an investor conference and talked about how they're looking to expand into cancer drugs. Gilead, best known for its hepatitis C treatments at the moment. And they're looking at a particular type of therapy for cancer that a couple of companies are working on. One of them is Tessero, the ticker's TSRO. That stock up 7.5% in today's trading. The other is Clovis Oncology, ticker CLVS. And that stock gained 15% after Gilead's comments. Gilead, by the way, up 1% on the day. I was going to tell you about Barnes & Noble. Have you been looking at the shares of Barnes & Noble today by any chance? Shares of Barnes & Noble uh, falling today. They declined about 4%. This comes after the company reported quarterly results that the founder says is the worst in years. Len Riggio, the uh, founder of uh, Barnes & Noble and currently the chairman, he said the bookstore chain is suffering from one of the worst retail environments and it has hit a close to a historic low point. He said the retail climate is terrible and he said the company's first quarter earnings call, uh, he spoke on the earnings call today, he said, better put, it is one of the worst I have seen or experienced in 50 years I've been in this industry. Shares of Barnes & Noble the bookseller down 4%. It'd be very interesting to see if that's uh, related just to Barnes & Noble and on the onla- all the online competition, Pim, or if it shows something broader about consumers. We do, shall do, see. You know, just a quick point. Do you know that Barnes & Noble has, I think, about 6 million customers that spend $25 a year to be part of a, a similar kind of prime program that Amazon okay. has? Well, we'll see. Uh, let's talk about Apple real quick here because, you know, their big event yesterday, new iPhones, new watches. And today, Apple has said it's not going to release its its opening weekend sales numbers as it has in the past. So it's holding back a key metric that a lot of investors have used to determine the success of an iPhone launch. Uh, Apple's saying, we're now at a point where we know before taking the first customer pre-order that we will sell out of the iPhone 7. Uh, also, that initial sales will be governed by supply, not demand. So at any rate, that's their decision today. But investors really didn't like it too much. Not a big, big loss. 2.6% on the share price to $105.52, Dave. Well... 
Let's stick with health care and deal-making, specifically in the drugstore business. Walgreens Boots Alliance has been trying to buy Rite Aid for $9.4 billion. And there was good news and bad news on that front today. The bad news is that Walgreens figures they're going to have to divest more stores than they originally planned in order to overcome U.S. antitrust objections. The good news is that Walgreens still expects to complete the purchase in the second half of this year. And it was the good news that carried the day. Walgreens boots up 2.2% and Rite Aid with a gain of close to 6%. How about Twitter? I'll tell you about the shares of Twitter today down nearly 6%. And this comes uh, after really no tangible news emerging from Twitter's board meeting today. Investors had hoped uh, perhaps for a sale or a change in management. Well, they are going to have to look elsewhere. No news from the uh, Twitter uh, board. And uh, if you take a look at the recent trend, slowing growth not expected to reverse in the near future. Shares of Twitter down today by nearly 6%. Just one more quick look at a retailer because, again, are these micro-visions of companies' earnings and et cetera a broader signal for the economy? Pier 1 uh, down the most in nearly nine months. Their second qu- quarter loss is going to be wider than expected, and their CEO announced his plans to retire at the end of the year. Nevertheless, with their comparable sales down 4.3% in the period through last month, uh, this is something that investors are taking note of. All right, it's time now for the Volatility Index Report. It is brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures. Learn more at cboe.com slash powerful outcomes VIX. The VIX higher today by 2.5%, up 0.34, settling at 12.28. And just to note that there's a divergence between institutional and retail investors. Institutions are bailing on bets that volatility will increase, while smaller investors are actually increasing their bets that volatility will rise. Net short positions in the VIX reached a record this month. At the same time, net long positions in contracts linked to the S&P 500, the NASDAQ 100, and the Dow totaled nearly $60 billion. That is not a, that's a level that's not been reached since 1986. All right, Dave, you're up. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dave. Wilson, where are you? Wilson! Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? We're going for the price on Wilson. Open up the door, it's Dave! Who? Dave! Hey, La Jolla Pharmaceutical, Dave. Now, this company, you could call them a poster child for reverse stock splits when you end up with fewer shares rather than more. Company's been around since 1994, at least publicly traded, and they've done four reverse splits over the years to the point that if you had bought two and a half million shares in their initial public offering, you would have one share. Count them one today. Now, La Jolla, whose ticker is LJPC, has yet to introduce its first product, which may explain why all the reverse splits took place over the years. These days, La Jolla is looking to go beyond the development stage. The company said late yesterday that results from a first-stage study of a blood treatment were positive. La Jolla also said it reached a deal with European regulators on how to conduct another study set to begin in the middle of next year. Cowan analyst Phil Nadeau wrote in a report that La Jolla's drug may serve a major unmet need, in his words, for some patients. He recommends buying the stock, and many investors did just that today. La Jolla Pharmaceuticals with a gain of 16%, and that was the stock's biggest advance in a year. 
Thank you very much. Dave Wilson, Bloomberg Stocks Commist. Send him an email at dwilson at bloomberg.net. Sign up for his daily free email newsletter. Follow him on Twitter at the one Dave. You can follow my co-host Kathleen Hayes at Kathleen underscore Hayes. And you can follow me on Twitter at him Fox. This is Taking Stock and this is Bloomberg. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by the Town of Hempstead Industrial Development Agency. Find out how to put the Town of Hempstead IDA to work for your business. Call 1-800-593-3870 or visit tohida.org.